This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Yo, it's been a rough, rough, rough two weeks. Um, Last week, like, time just got away from me due to, I don't even know what, it just, it was so crazy. My emotions um, was everywhere. Um, uh, On top of that, I had some schedule conflicts. I had some emotional issues. Like when I tell you last couple of weeks, I've been very, very bad. It has been like outrageously um, uncomfortable just existing. Um, I don't know why. Like every I, I think about Kennedy every single day. But this past couple of weeks has been very, very difficult for me. Um, and I can't pinpoint I can't pinpoint the the starting point of the pain. It's just a blur and a feeling of blah. Um and it's it is it's just really, really gloomy. I I think it's because the weather is is changing here or the weather is kinda off and on here. We in our mon- we are in our monsoon season, so it's very, very gloomy on certain days, um, and raining and thunder and lightning and stuff like that. And I'm an empath as it, you know, with, with, with weather as well. Like, so, um, like many people when it's gloomy, they feel gloomy and stuff like that, but it, it's been difficult, like in, in more difficult than it has been in a long time. And I felt really, really weird just trying to get through my regular stuff. And so I had to sit myself down, um, I had to sit myself down to kind of breathe a little bit. Um, I never really, I never really, outside of this podcast, um, I never really speak on Kennedy at, like at all, um, except for one of my pages that's private. And the other day, like it just hit me and I posted on one of my public pages and like people, people were reaching out um, and, and sending condolences and stuff like that. And it's just... It's just weird because I don't know if I keep that private out of stubbornness or, or or feeling like I'm looking for sympathy or whatever. Um, and it's difficult for me to it's difficult for me to openly um, accept condolences or um, I guess any type of a. a, a of attention, like in real time. Right. But I know in the business that I'm in, I have to be able to get comfortable and get used to that. But I never want to feel like my grief, like I don't never want to make money from my grief. I don't never really like, I don't want attention outwardly like that for my grief. Um, so it's difficult for me to talk about outside of the, the, the two people that I talk about it with, because they've experienced it, right? And so it was a it was like an extreme struggle um to get anything done 
Like I had a hard time getting through things at work. I had a hard time um, dealing with stuff with the kids, like back to to sleeping um, and just going through motions. And I hate that feeling when it's uncontrollable. Like I, I say all the time that it there's times to where I know it's coming and I could get the kids prepared. I could prepare myself. Um, but I just I, I couldn't. And I, it's it's weird. And I I don't take I don't joke at all about my mental health, but it's like I be seeing like commercials for antidepressants and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. How they make it like how in the commercial up like, oh, it's an overwhelm it's an overwhelming feeling of this, this, and this. And you're like, I relax. When I tell you I felt like I was in a, a antidepressant commercial the past two weeks, like everything was gloomy from what I was trying to talk about, what like the conversations, um, my attitude, like I wasn't really, I wasn't cooking anything. Just it was, it was a crazy two weeks of pain of just trying to under, understand still again, it's, it, I know that I, I'll never understand it. But I just can't let it go. I just really want to understand what happened. I want to understand what happened overall, not just with Kennedy, but in other people's situation. Um, And I guess this is how advocacy is born through lack of understanding and just wanting to know more about certain about certain things. Like I just. I don't know. I don't even know if I can handle you know, being an advocate in, in, in speaking about the feeling of this and stuff like this, I really try to, to, to be open in everything that I talk about, but man, that's such a hard thing because, um, just emotions in general, it's almost like a man can't have emotions, let alone about anything involved in, in pregnancy or birth and stuff like that. But, you know, fathers have feelings, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't care if the relationship is broken. I don't care if the relationship is great. Like these type of things affect us as well. But we don't get to have that moment of like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. And, and I want to I want to be able to create a network of people who are not afraid to speak about it, um, who are who are wanting to be open um, and just just kind of free themselves of it and and have other people that understand that I'm not trying to take away anything from a woman. I'm not I'm not trying to take away your purpose, your being. I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm not trying to say, "Oh, all eyes on you, nothing on me" because I'm a protector over anything regardless. I'm going to protect even if that means that I have to hold back what I need to to make sure you are properly um healing and and feeling what you're supposed to feel. But when doing that, us as men, we need a safe space for for ourselves to be able to, hey, like how how you doing? How you getting through that? Yada yada. And and we don't typically have that because the idea we're supposed to be so tough about everything. And I'm broken. 
like straight up, I'm broken. I don't know if it's because, um, like, I lived with my mom my entire life and my stepdad. So with with her being, you know, the dominant person in my life, my feelings are a little bit different about certain things. I'm not as tough um, as a uh, emotionally as other uh, men my age. I'm not as as aggressive or I'm not aggressive properly like most men my age, you know, that had, you know, that had their, their bio dad or had those tough, you know, um, father figures in their life. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being who I am. I'm a, I'm a great protector, but on the flip side, I'm a great listener. I feel like certain things have, uh, I miss some things and it puts me at a disadvantage with a lot of things, but I can't blame my upbringing. Like I tell you guys at a certain age, you got to start figuring stuff out for yourself. And I did. One thing that still, you know, haunts me is learning how to be open with the right people, learning how to express what I need to express as a result to, to what I'm going through to the right people, because I never, I don't want to compete with anybody. I don't want to compete your pain against my pain, your hurt against my hurt. Like, I want to be available to whoever I need to be available to. But sometimes I just need somebody to be available for me to just get my shit off and, you know, breathe. Because it's like, it's hectic. Like the things that I have endured, the things that I have to get through, the things that I've never told anybody, the things that I told people and thought I could trust. Like it's so much stuff that's going that that's going on that the 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 idea of saying, hey, look at me, it gets misconstrued as you want to take attention away from somebody. But in reality, it's like I, I'm not I don't feel seen. And seen in the sense of, yo, I'm drowning. Put your fucking phone away and help me. And so having that feeling inside of me, it, may, it, it closes me in because I feel like I have to pick and choose what I can and cannot say to certain people. And when I feel like I have to do that, it creates, it creates too much anxiety. And now I'm freaking out over things I shouldn't freak out over. I'm, um, I'm creating uh, scenarios in my head that don't exist. And that's overwhelming. And it's all stemming from, I just am, uh, I'm just overfilled with grief. I'm overfilled with with craziness. I'm overfilled with um, things that are just going on. I'm saying craziness like in life, not mentally. Like I'm just overfilled with so many things that I have to take care of and be a part of that I don't even get a chance to let anything out except for on this podcast. And it's great because. This is the purpose of it for me to be able to breathe. But at some uh, sometimes I want an ear too. I want a shoulder too. I want an arm too. And so going through this uh, this funk this last two weeks, like I really just been thinking about so many things. Um, I I started writing again. Uh, the to finish the new project, I just start thinking of new ideas as a result to how I want to tie everything together. Like, um, 
I've been working the last month on on tying the podcast to the poetry to the apparel, like and just kind of making it one easy, easy, uh, uh, one easy rotation of like it's three different things, but it's one thing that it's one thing at the same time. And I'm trying to work on that. And so my mind has been everywhere on that. And when you get to where I was two weeks ago and and it carries on through this two weeks, all that stops. All that stops. All the creativity stuff. I don't know when the last time I posted anything about the apparel because I feel like I posted something in the public about you know Kennedy. Now if I post something in regards to purchasing something, people are going to think that I said something about Kennedy to force them, you know, to purchase something. And that could, that's so far from the truth, but that's just how that's, that's the, the anxiety I go through of, you know, just being me. Like I haven't posted anything about the, about the apparel on, on, on any platform in a while. Um, just because I'm like, I'm, I'm reading articles and it says we're in a recession. So my mind says, if we're in a recession, nobody going to support, like I'm, uh, I'm barely getting, I'm barely kidding outside of five people. I'm barely getting consistent support in the first place. Now we're in a recession. So it's like, in my mind, I can't. I can't push product right now. I can't, I can't, uh, uh, ask anybody to support me, but I know as a business person, I got to keep pushing. It's people out there that probably like don't really care and got money to just do what they want to do. But again, it's something that it, it, it just attacks me. Um, and I feel like, I feel like I'm making a fool of myself when I'm posting asking people to purchase during a recession. I feel like a fool when I'm pushing, you know, hey, purchase this book, you know, it's 33 poems, get it on my website, and we're going through a recession. But this is my passion, and I'm using it and want to use it to help people. Like, I'm not trying to get rich for the sake of getting rich. Like I'm not trying to sell product for the sake of just selling product. Like everything that I'm doing, it means something to me. It has something, it it has more value than, uh, than what you see in front of you. Like these poems have more value than, than the book. When you get a peacefully flawed item and you see, and you are, are wearing that tree of life, it's more than a, a pair of sweats. When you when when you get you a a, a pair of uh, uh, peacefully flawed uh, shoe exchange like some kicks from my shoe store, it's more than just shoes. There's everything that I that I've created. I have put thought into everything that I have written. I have put thought into everything that I say on a podcast. I have put thought into these are experiences. These are things that make everything tangible. And I'm battling against myself and it's a difficult, it's difficult to get out of that way. But I'm, I'm really trying, I'm really trying to get out of my way and just do it without, and I know it sounds selfish and crazy, but it's like, my mind is more about the people, meaning I'm reading these articles, recession, I'm seeing gas prices, I'm seeing inflation and food, yada, yada. I'm seeing all this stuff, right? That stuff keeps me human. 
And now I'm like, man, I'm not about to bother these people with with posting shoes and you know and promoting promoting the apparel i'm not about to bother them with you know promoting the book for real i'll just do my like i still post my poetry but i stop more i i, I stop asking like hey purchase the book purchase the book if people if if people purchase the book from what however way you know they gonna do it but i i have to do better i have to and so these are things that I, I've been going through, you know, mentally these past two weeks, like being just just having to sit down and um, just having to sit down and, and sit in the grief. It's, it, it has forced me to think about everything. And it's difficult. It's difficult because. I want the brand out there like realistically, this is the time that that everything that I'm about as a result to infinitely complex. Right. Right now is a time that people need tangible stuff. People need uh, words of encouragement. People need to hear the podcast and be encouraged and understand that, you know, they got to fight through it and keep going. Like people need that stuff. But the human side of me feels like I'm pandering to people and I'm, um, I'm doing them a, a disservice by attempting to sell them things. I had to fight myself like really because I, I was, I was trying to take note like this, how bad it, it had gotten. I was trying to make, take, note daily of what I was going through mentally, right? Like how I felt from the time I got up and had my coffee, um, you know, by the time I got to lunch from lunch to off work, off work to, to sleep, I was trying to do, by the second day, I couldn't do it. It was, it created much more grief and anxiety than me just taking note when it hit me to take a note, like that's how bad, like it was for me this, this last two weeks. And so as I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, um, not even really watching, watching anything until, uh, I started watching game of Thrones for the first time. Um, I think on Thursday or something like that. But before that, I just was, the TV was watching me. I was taking notes of things when when it hit me. Um, like I said, I did. A, I, I wrote a couple. Um, I wrote a couple poems. Um, and just to be clear, the reason why I even take notes is because you know, a little over fifteen years ago, I had a stroke, um, and that messed up my short term memory. Well, on top of that, this chemical imbalance, like my short term, is almost non existent. Like. I'm just being honest. Um, so it's difficult. You know, that's why, you know, I have to read when I'm doing my poems. Now I have to read. I have to read from something. I have to read from a script. I, my mind is it is it, not strong as it used to be. And so I continue to fight that. And I cry about that sometimes. I do. Because 
once your mind is gone, everything is gone. And when you are going through life and not really understanding the importance of your mind, like it's like, like people think you just got to be smart. And and then like that's all that your mind is about is being smart, being dumb. And it's not that your mind is in control of so many things and can take you in and out of the wrong um, in and out of wrong rooms or or get you into the right places and stuff like that. And we don't realize that. All we think about is like, don't do hard drugs, you know, because when we were young, they had, oh, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. So that that's what we think about is if we do drugs, then we are stupid and we can't be stupid. But we don't realize how much of like we don't realize how much our 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 mind is needed. Like we don't understand how important like knowledge like I used to have the most useless knowledge, but it came in handy so much. And so as I have these moments where I can't really remember certain things like the short term things, um, I get frustrated. It hurts. Like the way that this this has like affected my life as I've aged. It's crazy to me because when I first started out, like I'll write a poem, say it three times and then I'll remember it. And now it takes like, I got to like really, I got to really rehearse to really like, like at least just get halfway through. And knowing that these things that I'm losing these skills per se, um, while I'm still trying, like, like I still try to build them up. I'll hit a high 16, like out of the blue, just to, just to see if like, just to see how fast my mind is, if it's even, even fast at all. Like I've been through, like, I'm going to keep saying like what I've been through, but it's sad that like now, like I've been through what I've been through as a, as a defense, as a self-defense of my mind records the chaos. My mind records the chaos and it keeps it so close to me. So when people start saying certain things and, and oh, this happened, that happened, this happened. I am my most calmest and, and most attentive in the midst of chaos. And that's sad. Because it should be the other way around. My mind should be able to remember peaceful moments and, and, and peaceful things um, and peaceful things, but it really doesn't. I'm not saying I never had good times. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, my entire life has just been hell. But the things that I've had to experience have outweighed those, those moments of peace. And it's, it's, it's extremely difficult to have to do that while feeling like you're so misunderstood. 
I, 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 that's why like I keep to I, I keep to myself. I don't it, it's not because of what I feel others will do It's because at this point, I'm just afraid of so much. I can't like I can't I, I can't take another heartbreak. I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't take another issue with any of my kids. I can't I, I, I can't take a higher level of this imbalance like I, I just can't. And so I have to I have to let go what I can't control, but control what I what I can to keep me as sane, as strong as possible. And so that's what you know, that's what I do. I've been. My emotions have been so altered. And knowing how my mind works, like I just I I remain observant. Like. I need to know what's like as a result to me, as a result to my kids, I need to know what's going on. Um, You know, if y'all have different people, if, if they have different people in their life, I need to at least know names, stuff like that. Like I just pay attention Um I just pay attention so that if something goes wrong, I have a starting point. Observation is one of the, the, the best skills that I've been, that I've been granted. And I love that about myself because I'll scope out a scene. I'll scope out whatever's going on. And I really don't be saying nothing. Like I'm not, I'm not observing for, I'm not observing to be messy. I'm not observing to create chaos. I'm not observing to, to hurt people. I'm just, I'm observing because I'm trying, I'm, I'm protecting myself. I'm observing because I need to know if this is, um, if this is a place that I need to be or, or, or not, I'm observing because I need to be aware of what type of people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around and choose to hang around so that I can be safe. Cause I, my motto in my mind is I'm always going to get back to my kids. I always say patience, purpose, order. Like as I'm observing I, that, that's in my mind. And so I didn't panic this last two weeks. I didn't panic. Normally I would. Normally I would uh, I would have panicked out at the the gloominess uh or the level of it. I would have panicked. I would have um had a breakdown. But I didn't. I took my time. I understood what like like it attacked me really fast. It attacked me really, really fast. I'm telling y'all, it was like like a, 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 a switch hat flipped. But once I realized I was there, my immediate thing was to defend defend my mind, right? Against that feeling. Understand that Things are going to happen in life that I'm not going to be able to control. I don't control life and death, no matter how much it hurts me, no matter how much confusion it causes me, no matter what. Everything happens in due time. Because everything that we do is about time. 
And so in knowing that, I had to sit there. I had to go harder on my personal meditation time. I had to, you know, go harder on my attempts to recenter, you know, um, recenter my energy. Like I, I had to. I say all the time, some days I win, some days I don't. I, I wasn't winning. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. I kept getting that that getting that feeling of I'm just exhausted to the point like I just I, I'm ready to give it all up. I'm ready to 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 be free, right? Once I start fi- like once I start feeling like that even a little bit towards my kids, I know it's, I know it's bad. And I don't run from it. I y'all like we got we look, that's where I'm at. Um understand da 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 because I want them to understand I want them to know and understand that in in my right it in in my reality of my emotional level there is never a day that I don't love my kids that I don't um want to be around my kids as much as my kids get on my nerves I always want to be able to hear them but my kids be wilding sometimes in my funk. So while I'm in my funk, I can't tell them you are getting on my nerves because I'm in my funk. I just let them know, hey, not feeling it. I love y'all. Y'all working my nerves. Please do what you're supposed to do. And we move on. This week, I just I I, I couldn't I couldn't deal. This week I was just in my room this week, you know, I, of of course I talk to my kids. Like I, like I'm going to push through that regardless. I don't, I don't care what it is. Like I I say, I go in my room, but they come in my room and just talk to me and then just leave. Like they don't, they don't normally be wanting to have a real conversation. It's just, they want to lay their eyes on me and understand if I'm okay. I, I respect them and I love them for that. I also respect them and love them for understanding like I can't control it. Like they never be be freaking out like when I'm when I'm in in the in the uh darkness. They never they never trip out about it. Because I really go out of my way to make sure that, you know, my tone is correct, my my responses are correct. If I if I have to respond um even when it's difficult and I keep telling them it's a, it's it's about time. It's a it's it's about time. That, well, how long you how long you think you gonna gonna feel like this? How long does this situation last? How long is this? It's about time, kid. Patience, purpose, order. Like I was stressing, I was stressing about about the new supervisor. I told you guys, like immediately the the the, the director just started wearing shit. Immediately. And so I'm like, like, yo, like, why? why? I, I don't I don't have the energy for this. I talked to my supervisor, told her backstory, yada, yada, um, and let her know, like, I'm not going to tolerate this. I, I'm, I'm just not. I asked to speak to her one on one. We spoke. I said what I needed to say. Um, 
I gave her backstory of who I am, why I am, you know, how long I've been with the company, yada, yada, whatever. And I just told her, like, I'll be ready to quit like every day. Because it's too much on my it's too much on my mind that I'm going through personally to come to this place and be attacked. I'm here for an assignment. I'm not here to be attacked. She heard me. She dealt with it. I respect her for that. Let's see where it goes from there. But again, like time. Time is so much more than what we think it is. It's only been, I guess, three weeks at this point now, and I was already over at week one. I already start looking for other jobs. I already start trying to figure out, like, what I needed to do. Boom, the 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 darkness hit, stopped me. I was so frustrated. Like I, I like if you know me, you know like when I'm when I when I'm done, I'm done. Like I'll be all in. I'll be all in. The moment that I feel like I'm 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 just a little bit in, I'm gone. And that's how I've been feeling. Like the only it, the only thing that's been keeping me at the job is the 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 benefits. And I got kids. If I was dolo, I would have fam listen. I would have been gone years ago. I would have been gone, gone, gone years ago. So as I'm, I'm, I'm telling my my super, you know, how I feel and this, that, and the other, and the stresses that, you know, I'm having to deal with at this job. Like, she said, give me some time. She was like, just don't make a rash, don't make a rash decision. Give me some time. And I'm just like. Everything is time. Pain healed in time. Broken heart heals in time. Like time is valuable yet chaotic. Like it, 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 it heals wounds, but it gives you warnings, disguises patience to be still. That is the most confusing thing I think about time. It has the ability to create fear while simultaneously elevating peace. Like, think about that. Think about how chaotic time is. Think about how much time, like, you have to, you gotta wait at a light. You gotta wait for your food. You gotta wait for it to cool. You gotta wait, you know, you gotta just wait. If you hurt, you gotta, you gotta wait. A lot of times, you gotta wait for it to heal. Take a pill and wait. Your, your, your foot break, your leg break every time. Like we we taught that time heals everything. And I don't know I don't know how true that is for people. Cause it's it like it's been it's been time. It's like I've 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 had time to to go through what I've I've had time to go through, you know, what I need to go through, but I still hurt. I still hurt. I remember I, I I I I spoke about you know, um, the Pasadena Games, the 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 track meet in my city, and I remember 
you know, running the four by four. I remember my uncle saying what, what he said and me like, all right, my uncle's right here watching me. I got to go brazy. I remember just running, trying to get the best time. And in in the attempt to get the best time that I had ever run in the 400, it was so painful in a moment that should have been so exciting for me. And um, I should have been so hype. I was on the ground in pain. I couldn't I, I couldn't move like I had literally left it all on the track. And that was a confusing moment for me. It's like you ran the best time you ever ran in the 400. Yet you can't even you can't even express how good you feel because there's so much physical pain running through your body, reminding you how hard you just did what you just did. So it brings me to what is what is time really healing? Like we can't just rely on that as, as as the 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 it and all. We can't just not do anything. We have to find something to do to pass the time. And for me, it's like I've been just trying to do things to pass the time or the pain of losing Kennedy. I've been trying to do things. Um, to pass the time of the issue with Imani, I, I, you know, the the issues with the boys. I just do stuff to try to pass time. The issues of getting my heart broken, of making mistakes. The issue, like, I don't know if people, it, it, I don't know if a lot of people really are as hard on themselves as I am on me now that I have understanding of who I want to be. I was driving blind for so for so long and I got to a point in time where I had to grow up and not that I was doing immature things. I had to grow up and now start seeing myself as a man. See, people don't realize that it's like you 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 see yourself. As whatever everybody else see you as. And you move that way in your friend group, you know, if you like in my friend group, I'm the one with all the kids. Right. So that's me. Everybody knows that I love hard. I love my kids and I'll have a million kids if I could. But you get lost in that. You lost now when I was younger. Oh, you know, Kev don't care what type of uh, of girl you are, what type of young lady you are, big, fat, tall, small. Like he gonna he gonna rock with you if he rock with you. So as people start as as your reputation starts to build, whether good or bad, you get lost in that. And so you continue those things on. That's why we have a lot of um, these old ass men sitting on their cars at high schools trying to pick up these younger girls. They haven't they haven't grown up yet. They don't see nothing wrong with it because they don't see themselves as men. They're still stuck in those moments 
that people, you know, that people put them in. And I'm not making no excuse for, for any of that. But that's what that is. When you don't see yourself as what you are, there's a lot of confusion in that. You haven't met up with who you're supposed to be in the right time. Like sometimes I look I, I look at what's going on back home and I see, you know, I see people that I've grown up with, they having kids, like they're they're still close knit with their friend groups. Um, they go to the local places that, you know, um, I grew up on and sometimes I miss it. But then the reality sets in like, no, you, you had to get away from that. Not because of them, not because there's animosity between anybody at back at home, but you needed a, a real change that you would have never gotten by moving just to a different city. The reason why I moved here um, was not a good reason at all, but it was the right thing to do because I was able to grow to who I am today. I wouldn't have been able to be that back at home. I would have been stuck in the same um, space, just a little bit older because people saw me a certain way. I'll never forget. um, I was in love with this girl. And she was going off to college and stuff, but I remember her mom hated me so much. And I just, I don't, I never knew why for real until, um, like one day, like my, at the time she was like, yo, just, I'm gonna put you on three air real quick. And, um, cause I gotta, I gotta tell my mom something, whatever. But then her mom starts like on this rant of I'm a bum. Um, I'm a bum just like my dad. And like it was crazy. And I'm like, I don't like I've never been as hurt as I was in that moment of not knowing who I was. Because I had done nothing but be nice. I had done nothing but love my girl at the time. Like, so without me knowing the relationship would go nowhere because her parents knew my, my bio dad, I guess not realizing that I wasn't raised by my bio dad, but it didn't matter. Just the idea that I shared the, the, the same last name. That was enough for me to be looked at a certain way. And it's weird. Like, I don't know a lot of my, like, I don't know a lot of my family, my family history as a result to who they were as teenagers, kids, whatever. Um, I don't know a lot of that. But in that moment, like, it, it just hurt to 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 share that name because I'm like, dang, I, I never did nothing. I, I like, like, that was crazy. I think that was one of the first moments that. I knew that in due time I was going to be who I was supposed to be, but I had to go through, you know, what I had, what I had to. So I know that if I would have stayed home, my time would have never come of me understanding, like, you are not peanut, you not little Hass, you not, you know, little duck, like you are a man, you have kids, you was married at one point. I would have still been running with the same people, still, um, 
still trying to live this this I want to be a rapper type type dream and you know not really doing anything. I came here, I was miserable. Um it just was so different. I still like early on I was getting in trouble and I just had in time in due time. And little by little, you know, I start progressing in life. I had a stint where, you know, I was couch hopping and stuff like that um, early on when, you know, me and my ex-wife broke up. But I, in, 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 my time, in my mind, I'm like, in due time. Like, it's about time. You got you, you to gotta figure that out. The moment that I was like, the moment I stopped seeing myself in the eye of strangers is the moment that I became or started to become who I was supposed to be. See, now I see myself as a man. I took that time, like all that immature stuff, all that stuff is gone. I had to go through the broken heart. I had to go through the tit for tat. I had to go through, you did this, I did that. I had to go through all of that. But time is not healing any of it. And I'm a person of correction. And it's like, dang, I know I can't go back in the past to to correct to correct the mistakes or apologize. I don't even want apologies from people who have done stuff to me. But my mind is like, I just I, I want to be able to correct it. That's why I'm so hard on myself now. That's why I isolate so hard now. Not because I'm mad, not because anything other than I want to remain who I am. I've met I have met myself in the time that I was supposed to meet my meet myself. I'm sad that it took me all these years to get to the point to where I saw me. I'm uh, I'm sad that I had to go through, you know, not having my daughters. I'm sad I had to go through, you know, trying to 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 deal with raising the kids by myself, uh the boys. But all of that turned me who, to who I am. All of that is what created the poetry. All of that is what created this podcast. All of that 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 hurt that I'm trying to get through, trying to tr- trying to uh, uh, separate and decipher, you know, which which one to attack first. It all happened because I met me in the right time. So I'm not, it's, it's, it's no longer, uh, it's no longer voided space that I'm fighting through. It's more of me being direct and purpose driven of what I'm trying to break down and what I'm trying to break through. When you have a when you have a squad of 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 people, you are dealing with different mentalities from others um, while trying to get through what you're trying to get through. It takes longer because everybody has a plan. Is isolation like for real isolation? Is it is it difficult? Yes, but it's imperative to growth. 
because you have to see who you are when nobody's looking. You have to, when, when everything gets so hard and your back is against the wall, like when everything gets to that point and you look to your left and you look to your right and you realize, I got to figure this out. It's going to take me a minute, but I got to figure this out. Like time, to, like, like when you die, your time has expired. When you are born, your, your, your time has, has just started. Um, when you have these strokes and, and heart attacks, but stay alive, that's your reset button. It's, it's like everything is time. You got to cook food to a certain temperature. It takes time. Like I, rem- I, I, I remember these, these moments of, of, I remember these moments in my life that time was so important, but it either brought me pain or brought me fear. The eight, the, 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 the reason why the 400 thing was so big because my event was the 800. I love the 800. I like, I don't know why that was, that was my race. I loved it. But because I started getting really good at it in the coach's mind, all right, I gotta, I gotta put him in the four. I was doing good, not phenomenal, but I was doing good in the 400. So now we're going to try to get him in the, 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 the 200 and the 100. And in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not me. That like I'm not I'm I'm not a short distance sprinter. Like I've mastered this 800 meter race, um, and I like you here. This is this is my sweet spot. And I'm telling you, they start like, oh, well, you try the hurdles, try uh, fam. I've I'm I am now in high school running track since I was nine and never jumped over a hurdle in my life. And I I ran track. Literally from nine all the way to high school. But 11th grade, all of a sudden, because or 10th grade, all of a sudden, because I'm good at the 800. Now I'm I'm supposed to master the hurdles. I'm supposed to master, you know, 200, uh, 200 meters. Everything that that has to do with time either brought me pain or it has brought me fear. After, I guess, and when I say master, I'm saying that loosely. Um, I'm saying that, um, how can I explain it? I'm saying that with the understanding of I was competitive with the people who I ran against, not mastered as in I was the best in the world, nation, city, whatever. So after I mastered the four, now it was like, let's see if he can be on the on, on the four by one. Now, the year before, I pulled my hamstring trying to be on a four by one. My junior year, they were so like, nah, you could do it, you could do it. I'm terrified. They had me, uh, y'all are not going to know these people. And if anybody from back home listened to it, you'll, y'all know. But uh, I'm not going to go into a backstory for everybody. But it was B-Nose, 
uh, Lawrence Pruitt, and my guy, Chris Ely. Now, I'm an 800 runner. Don't nobody know me for any kind of speed like that. Those three people were known for their speed. <laughs> and I'm damn near shitting bricks because I'm like, one, I don't really want to do this. Um, And two, you got me against these people who are very, very well known to be fast. And my heart is beating like crazy. In my mind, I'm going to put up a winning effort um, and lose, you know, lose with some dignity. I'm going to give my best. Set us off. And we was all damn near shoulder to shoulder. Now, I don't know if it was fear. I don't know if it was ego. I don't know what, but I don't know how I kept up with them. I don't know how I didn't get dusted. I don't know how I even made the four by one, being honest. I just knew in my mind if I got a decent time, I would be able to tell myself, no, don't worry about it. At least you ran blah, blah, blah. They had no idea I was scared. Because when you're young, um, it's just bravado. You got it. You, you can't be no punk, especially going to school in the inner city. Like, it's certain things that if you get challenged, you just got to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm one of those people as a result to sports. Um, back then, video games, cooking, whatever. Not when it comes to dangerous stuff. So I'm like, I couldn't tell the coach, now nah, I'm scared, I don't want to do this. I just was in it for the time, like, yo. But when I, when, when I ended up damn near shoulder to shoulder, and like, it was like a, it, when I say it was a close one, two, three, four, it was, it was a close one, two, three, four. And I shocked myself. But in the same breath, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to run from that space. I don't want that thing to, to I don't want to always have to overcome fear to do something great. I want to put myself in a position to be comfortable in the moment that I'm comfortable, then I'll be able to, I, I'll be able to be greater. Because if I'm doing it from comfort, that means that I've done it consistently enough time for me to find my true place in something like I have for the eight. I remember being younger. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Why? Because all the guys who did the sprints got the girls. I started realizing I'm running for me. And I got comfortable in what I was doing. I got comfortable in training. I got comfortable um, being called a brown nose. I got comfortable just working hard for me. I told you guys, I've been through so much pain my entire life physically with all the ailments that I have that I just had to be quiet about a lot of stuff. I just worked hard to get through it. 
what I suffered physically as in my youth, I'm suffering suffering now um, as an adult mentally. That's why I can't quit. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, I could do the podcast out of fear. Watch when I get comfortable. Yeah, I could write the poetry out of fear. Watch when I get comfortable. Everything is going, everything happens in due time. And then even when, like, 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 think about this. It's about time is, can be flipped in so many, so many ways. While you're doing it, it's about time. Hurry up, slow down. Come on, time is running out. Are you going through it too fast? But when you are successful at something, finally you try one, two, three times. When you finally do it, it's about time. It's about time you did that. I've been trying to tell you you could do it. It's about time you completed that. Time is, I, I can't say it enough. Time is the most valuable thing in the world. I swear to you that I'm so glad that my mind was where it was when I realized my baby was gone. I'll say this too until I'm blue in the face. My baby left me time. The realization of what time really is. So for creators, for uh, people, for regular people, for business people, for entrepreneurs, for uh, artists, for it's about time. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. I am. I'll be forty in November. I've been doing poetry since nineteen ninety four. But I've been doing it for me. You probably never heard of me like in, in the realm of, of of poetry, but I never stopped because who knows, one of these days somebody's gonna hear one of these poems and be like, dang, where'd that come from? And then they're gonna go back and see everything that I've written, everything that I produced, everything that I that I perform. And I'm comfortable. Somebody gonna look at this podcast and hear it like like they gonna see me when I'm comfortable. When one of these podcasts they gonna they're gonna hit, it's gonna go viral. Whatever whatever the kids be saying, it's gonna go viral, and they gonna be like, "Dang, where this come from?" And then they gonna go back. It's about time. We always say, "Oh, people did this overnight." Nah, nobody did it overnight. Nobody did it overnight. The moment they got comfortable in time um, that was meant for them, that's when it happened. Being stubborn gets you gets you nowhere. I've been I, I've been hiding from this this inspirational space since I was a child. I've been hiding from this this uh, help help people get over it. Like use your words, like your words is, is, is a gift. I've been hiding for it since I was a child.
the moment I, I, I accept it, like, yo, this is my purpose. And I start doing things for me. I start moving for me. Like the anxiety about it has lowered. I get an attitude when I can't do a podcast. I get an attitude when I'm interrupted um, from recording or writing poetry. Because this is my time. I value it. Yeah, I'm going through 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 something, but even that, I, what do you want? What do you want to say? We get in these positions and we try to rush through it, and we miss things because we're trying to be first and not efficient. Being first doesn't always mean you're the best. Being first doesn't make you greater than anyone. I'll take efficiency over first any day. I don't want to rush through anything. I don't want I I I want to take my time. I want to understand um what I'm doing, what I'm saying, how I'm being. I want to understand it all. That's why like I don't like I told you guys before. I might say the same thing over and over and over on this podcast cuz I'm trying to get an understanding of it. Yeah, it's a part of the the mental thing that I have going on, but in reality, I probably would still do it because I'm going to say it to understand it fully. And because this podcast is what it is, I want us to learn it. Um, I want us to learn it together. I want us to go through it together. I want to know how did you get through your, your roughest uh, day of depression? How did you calm your highest day of anxiety? How long did it take you to recenter yourself um, dealing with a tragedy? Like how long did it take you to calm down after you were so excited about something? How do you handle disappointment? Like, I want to know that that's why I'm here telling you how it's, it's, it's working for me in hopes that maybe you will hear it and be like, yo, well, I went through that same, you know, emotional distress. This is, this is how long it took me to get through it. Um, hopefully it doesn't take you this long or, you know, hopefully you can get through it a little bit faster. That's the purpose of this. It takes time for it to pick up. I know people don't 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 want to be inspired. People crave chaos because that's how we are built. We are built as human beings to be chaotic. And once we once we we feel that 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 energy that chaos brings, it's over. In the world that we live in today like there's something wrong with every single thing. It doesn't matter. It can be the simplest statement in the world and an argument can be created from it because we crave chaos. We're so attentive to these mass shootings. We're so attentive to uh, uh, drug trafficking. We're so attentive to um Gang shooters, police shoot. We're so attentive to that immediately. When people are trying to be positive, you they're like, man, get that shit up out of here. It's just how we're built and we hide that um, under the auspice of I just want to be informed. 
It is a it is a, a thin line between being informed and being a part of the problem. We have to understand that I can't handle too much of it because of what I go through, because of how much I feel for people, how much I want people to be uh, to be great, how much I want people to succeed. I've been poor. I've been homeless. I've been carless. I've been shoeless. I've been shirtless. I've been all of those things. So I don't want to see no one like that. I support wherever I can. My lactation is black. My my lip scrub lady is black. My 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 tattoo person black. Oh, black black black. Why? Because I see how far people go to push us down. I'm not a like it, it, again. This might. Uh, I'm not about the race thing. I support people who I feel comfortable with and who are knowledgeable about the things that I need. I want to give everybody an opportunity to succeed, but unfortunately, it is people that are not my color who don't want to work with me. It's people that like that I've been scammed by. I don't hate everybody as a whole that those few people, I really dislike them because they played me. So in time, I'll start branching out again. But it's all going to take a minute because of the pain that came with the time spent with those people. I want to be in a position to where it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what gender you are. If you are in line of what I'm trying to accomplish with being peaceful, with being supportive, um, with being loving, with being caring, with understanding that you can have a difference of opinion, but you don't have to be evil about it. If you about all of that, I want to make sure that you know I'm about that so that we can build a network of individuals that can overcome this idea that chaos and negativity is the way to live life. We don't have to keep adding to it. Yes, inform us of what's going on. Uh, inform us of, of things that are happening, but do it in an educational way so that there can be understanding. A lot of times things are shared with, couldn't be me. Oh, I'm going to do this. Or I would have did that. Or yeah, like why they don't try me? Why they don't do this? Instead of like, yo, this is crazy. This is what's happening. I get it. We, we I hear it all the time. Our ancestors protested. It's time for us to, to start fighting this, that, and the other. And when people don't realize, like, do y'all really think that nobody was, was, was fighting? Y'all really think that like people was just, like it was solely people just dying for picking cotton wrong. It was like, no, people was fighting back. Stop saying I'm not my ancestors. Like that shit is dumb. 
that insinuates that they were weak. The time that it took them to go through everything that they went through for us to get to where we are today, it took time. There's things that we can do, but again, it's the negativity that that wins. It's the divide that wins. You would think that enough time has passed that everybody would understand like, hey, this is about being rich and poor, period. Yes, there is a high level of 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 of, of police shootings in um, minority areas. Yes, hunger is higher in poor areas. Everything is, is, is against us. At what point do we piece together everything and be like, yo, we got like, we got to change this. People can't even, people can't even come together in peace to get something done. Everybody wants their their thing to matter more. And the thing is, is that as a black person, it hurts me because everybody wants us to push ours down and support everything else. This is not one of those. This is not going to change the world. This is not a time for uh, us to continue to consistently be pushed to the bottom of everything because it shouldn't be a top and a bottom. It shouldn't be. I said it before. There's no there's no way that the universe meant for somebody to be extremely, extremely rich and in others to be extremely, extremely poor. That's a man-made thing. That is a, a point of greed. As I'm building and, and I, I think that's my problem with really trying to build my uh, empire, for lack of other words, because I'm like, I don't want to be dirty. I don't want to be shady to people. I don't want to be using these these sympathy tactics to to get business. I want to be supported because you support. Um, I often talk about, you know, I'm not doing this for the, I'm not doing this for uh, the views, and I'm I'm not doing this for the likes and yada yada whatever. And the reality is, I got to do it for that. My guy DW like really called me out about that the other day. Like, stop saying that shit. There is no movement without numbers. And if I keep saying I'm not doing it for that, then I'm not going to get that. I'm doing it for numbers. I'm doing it for people who are going through whatever they're going through that that feel like I can help them. I want them to 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 tune in. I want them to uh, buy uh, apparel. I want them to buy the book to be encouraged so that we can build a team and keep moving forward. 
I learned a long time ago, you, you like, and I always laugh. It's one of the funniest things because um, I say it to my kids when they when they think they know something. But it's from a drum line in in uh, I can't think of the teacher name. I'm so mad. But he told he told Devin, you got to learn how to follow before you leave, Mr. Miles. That's one of my favorite parts because. I always been like, now I'm, I'm at the front of the, like when we do our calisthenics, our warmups, like I always got to be one of the leaders at the front to call it out. When it's time to do the, 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 the chance, I'm always, I got to yell it out. I got to be that guy. When it's time to, to, to inspire, I got to be that guy. I didn't learn that from nobody. What am I doing? I didn't see that on TV. I'm just I'm, I'm just doing it because it seems it seems right. It sounds right. The moment I was like, all right, fam, I, I need to figure out what's up. And I then start paying attention in in and following things in 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 studying, you know, my my heroes, Miles Davis, uh Langston Hughes, my Angelo. Um and start realizing the journey of learning. I'm not a leader because I say I'm a leader. I'm a leader because some people rely on me to, to give them guidance, to give them good friendship, to give them relief. But I had to learn how to follow before I fixed my mouth to get on here to say we can we can get through this. We can do this. I had to go through what I needed to go through to be strong enough to say, yo, yo, don't even worry about it. As long as you are breathing, as long as you are in semi to good health, like in due time, you gonna get to where you're trying to get to. So we don't have that right now. Right now, everything is chaos and competition. I'm not in compete. I'm not competing with nobody. I'm not competing with nobody. It's so many people that I am uh, social media um, acquaintances with that do the same exact thing as me as far as inspirational posts. I look at them. I like them. I share them. I appreciate them because I'm not in competition with you. All of us are here for a reason. The world has billions of people in it. I could be sitting next to you doing the same exact thing. Like, like, think about this. This is, this is like, it's so frustrating at how competitive that we are. We just don't need to be. In football, basketball, hockey, baseball, all of these people are doing the same exact thing. Next to each other. All the linemen block. All the receivers run routes, all the quarterbacks throw balls, handoff balls, 
all the the the, the running backs, fullbacks, they block, they run, right? And they're on teams. There's people who are fans of one person more than the other. Right? I'm a Calvin Johnson fan. Him, Barry Sanders, my favorite Detroit Lions. Right? They played on the same exact field. Doing the same thing, per se. It didn't change them from going out and doing what they were supposed to do every game. I don't care if it's another poet next to me. I don't care if it's another person um, trying to have a peaceful uh, situation. I don't care if it's another artist. I, I don't care about none of that because you're going to reach who you are supposed to reach. And you have to remember that. It's something about me that I just understand. I don't care. None of no other poet scares me. No other podcast scares me. No other person scares me because I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to reach who I'm supposed to reach, whether it's my same five clients for uh, Peacefully Flawed, whether it's my same 20 listeners uh, on YouTube, whether it's my my same 1600 total uh, views, whether it's my or 1600 total downloads, whether it's the 22 countries. It, it doesn't matter. It's a purpose for me to be sitting in front of this camera talking to y'all. It's a purpose for me to post the inspirational things that touch people. It's a purpose for that. But everything is not for everybody. It takes time for you to figure out what's for you and what isn't. It takes understanding. It takes patience for you to say, okay, cool. This is what I'm supposed to do. If I was given the same opportunity 10 years ago, I wouldn't be as consistent as I am with any part of what I'm doing. The reason why I say that is because I wasn't sure about who I was. I got frustrated when I saw other poets at open mics I got frustrated when I saw other authors uh, get book deals and, and feel arrogant, feel like oh my, my words mean more than theirs. I wasn't in the right place because of what I was going through. I thought, well, they're getting what I'm supposed to have. Like as if they're literally picking from me and the other person and I'm not getting picked. But as I continued on with my journey and start finding me and start understanding, nah, it's certain people that need you. How you say what you say, who you are, how you are, they need you. Doesn't matter what I'm going through, through mentally. It doesn't matter what I'm going through physically and the idea of I am who I'm supposed to be to who I'm supposed to be it to.
So if y'all ever feel like, man, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, it's so chaotic, like, how can I, like, how can I help people and I'm going through this? Trust me. Trust me when I tell you. Your failure is somebody's, like, main lesson that they need to learn. You don't have to be, like, you don't, it don't have to be an arrogant thing. You don't have to be ego-driven. But sometimes your failure is the, is the greatest teaching moment somebody will ever hear. And I had to understand it. I had to remove my ego. I had to understand it ain't about me being greater than the next person. It's about me being greater than what I was yesterday. It's about me fighting the, the best fight that I can fight. I tell y'all all the time, things get hard. Some days I win, some days I lose, but I fight. It's no way that I'm going to sit down and, and, and take this on the chin without fighting. I've been through too much. I've come through too far. I've come too far and there's so much more that I know that I have to do. I know that this helps people. I know that my poetry helps people. I know how I say things and when I say them, the context in, 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 in saying it. I'm not saying this from arrogance. I'm saying this from Dealing with people throughout my life and understanding, yo, you're important. And not important like you're important and you need an entourage and um, you're going to put you're, you're going to be a billionaire. And not, I'm not saying that I'm saying that I'm important, that I mean something to somebody. My words mean something and. You have to have that level of understanding in yourself that you can't quit when it get hard because somebody need that lesson. Whether you tell them today, tomorrow or 10 years from now, when they come to you and say, hey, man, this is this, this is that. And then it hits you like, yo, I went through that hardest time of my life. But this is how I got through it. And that's how connections are created. That's how true connections are created because you're not getting down on people. You're not trying to give anybody any in any advice on nothing you don't know about. You're just simply, hey, I was there with you. I, I, I was there at a different time of my life. But this is how I got through. I just I I I, I love like I have a love hate relationship with the concept of time. It's so crazy. Like I think about, I, I, I think about so many things that like I've had to fight through, you know, I think about um, being, you know, uh, admitted in hospitals and not knowing what's going on and literally just, you know, asking, Hey, what is this? What is this? What is this? And, we don't know. We got to take another test and we got to wait for this. We got to wait for that. And and feeling like, you know, life is over. Today is what? Today is July 24. Last year I had COVID. Um, around this time. And I thought my life was over. I went to 
Like I took uh, uh, I took a test. They said it no. I felt like nah, something going on. I remember having a conversation with my brother Duck and him saying, "Bro, for whatever reason, I just feel like everybody who who go up in a hospital, they be dying." I remember he had got COVID before me. I was so scared. I was so scared because I'm like, man, I can't lose. Like, like Duck is like my father, but he's my brother. I'm like, I can't lose him. Um, and I could hear it in his voice. What was like? I could I could hear it how bad it was. And then June, I got it. The difference is, is that I already have asthma, respiratory issues, lung issues, whatever. And again, I'm reminded of how painful time is. Because I went to the ER, like, I couldn't breathe. It was crazy. Um, and they're like, yeah, you know, it is COVID. Um, just go home and get some rest. And so it was crazy to me because I'm like, yo, I know this is new, but I never really heard of just, you know, something that's actually killing people. Just go home and get some rest. And it got worse and it got worse. And like I went back to the doctor. They're like, nah, just give it some time. Give it some time. And I didn't think I had it. And I went into a panic. And I remember, you know, calling my son's mom like, yo, um, this is it. And she freaking out now, like, wait, what? Like, we have our differences about stuff, but it's like when it comes to that seriousness, um, she kind of kind of get it together. And I'm saying, you know, this is what you got to do, you know, to get to to report. You know, if I if I die, that's what you got to do to uh, file a case. Um, you know, make sure you hit up my daughter's mom um, so that everybody could get whatever they going whatever they gonna get. Like I'm I'm going down the list because they they all they telling me is it takes time. And I got scared because I feel like I didn't have that time. And I'm just going through the motions, like telling my, you know, telling my kids, like, yo, just just hang on. You know, um, I couldn't really talk much. But I'm like, you know, like I'm I'm making sure like they know what's up. Like, you know, y'all y'all gotta hold each other down. I've all, I always tell them, no matter what happens y'all gotta hold each other down no matter what happened you know make sure that you know um y'all just got each other and little by little I start coming back too and it made me realize the pain for me is the most important part of the time It's important for me not to panic in that space. I've been through so much pain and made it through so many times. But I always panic. And I know I'm not, I know, you know, I'm not going to make it through every time. But what I did learn this time with the COVID issue 
I got to sit still and I have to pay attention to what's going on. I have to understand what's going on. I have to, to take the pain for what it is. And I have to accept it and I have to make the changes so that I don't ever feel that again. And I have to take precaution against this. But also I have to hold this in my memory because somebody's going to need this. Somebody's going to need to know what happened, what, what went through your mind when, when, when you thought it was over. And for me, all I could think of was it's about time. It's about time. I want y'all to know that um, hmm. nah. Um, get out your own way. Start respecting your time more. Like appreciate it because it can expire at any time. Time is the is the one thing we're not given um, more of. From the time we born to time expire, like we're losing time by the by the second, we never get more. So use it wisely. Create some type of importance in you, not for anybody else, but for yourself. Become everything that you want to be, no matter how long it takes you to be that. And when you get afraid, don't stop. Just be a little bit more careful of how you're moving. Everything that's meant for you is going to be. Your journey is already written. And no matter how you twist, turn, go up, go down, face obstacles, um, take detours, your journey is what it's meant to be. So much darkness out there is trying to halt Everything that we want for ourselves, every dream that we have of of being something purposeful. There's so much light out there and we have to understand how to navigate through every obstacle to get to it. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Please subscribe, share, like um, the YouTube channel. Uh, listen to it on all DSPs. I appreciate everything that you guys have been doing thus far. Every ounce of support. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for Poetic Properties merch. Also, Peacefully Flawed Apparel. Um, again, still have those same 20 books available. Pieces of Me, a book of poems. You can also get that on my website under Complex Media. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com. Like, share, comment, subscribe. I love you guys. Peace.